Dungeon Master Minds. Ooh wee. I bet you were wondering what, what, what was gonna happen to Media Masterminds. Ooh wee. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. Oh, I think we're back. <laughs> Morty. <laughs> it has been a very long time since you saw my face. Or my broadcast colleague, Miss Betty Rose's face, for that matter. Yeah, we've pretty much been under a rock for quite some time. <laughs> a very, very long while. As you would do uh, in previous episodes. Spit a while! That's, that's so 2015, I, I can't even do that anymore. Everybody's dead. <laughs> Every musician is, da- is dying. Like, one a day, easily. Dead. Uh, great uh, great start to 2016, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you're alive to hear this. What an what a awesome intro to start with. Hey, we keep it real, right? This is this is what we do. So I was looking back, and our last show we did was uh, August. Good Lord. <laughs> August 13th of 2015. So if we actually got paid to do this, we would have been fired a long time ago, right? Y- yeah, we would yeah. be extra unemployed on my part just unemployed on your part fair enough <laughs> and you would maybe, maybe you'd have to travel to somewhere pay for yourself to travel there and then not get a job from it but I'm not that the old the old Paul would rant about that and I'm, I'm not gonna do that <laughs> I, know. I know bobblehead I know. bobblehead Benny uh so we figured it's been a long time. We wanted to do a show for a while. We wanted to do. We went to a con in uh, what was that November? Yep. We and the con ended up being really bad. We wanted to do a show to discuss the con. I don't even think it's worth mentioning the name of the con. I don't even, I don't even remember the name. Uh, it was it was like Atlantic, oh. Atlantic City or something like that. Yeah, no, I remember. Once you said that, I remember the name. It was probably the quickest walk through an entire convention that I think we've ever done. Yeah. And I've been doing conventions since I was five. It was just, what What would you say, 20 minutes? Uh, done? Probably, probably less than that. That's being modest. And that's stopping somewhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, look, it, cons were a big part of at least my life last year, and towards the end of the year you got involved with some of them, and it was a crappy way to end the season, you know, but... uh we got away for a day. We got some uh, fake full-out uh, blue beverage <laughs> in AC. That was yes. good times. Got everybody pissed off on the internet. And, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens this year if more conventions uh, become relevant, something that we want to do, or, you know. I did get invited to CES. I ended up not going. But uh, the next step is possibly the Toy Fair. Which right. you know could be cool for us to talk about because we end up having, you know, passion on some uh, figures that come out in the range of like Marvel, DC, video games. So you know, I think it'd be a cool thing to toys, tie in. Most of those toys are connected to what we discuss on the show, anyway. So it, exactly. So I figured, you know, what better way to get more content and to do something like that, which we haven't done. So I think that'll be a pretty cool little thing to look forward to for next month. So we were going to do a show based off of that and didn't end up panning out because we really didn't have much to discuss. 
Uh, and then based off of scheduling and everything else we've had going on, we wanted to do something for Star Wars. We didn't end up doing that. So I think we'll talk a little Star Wars on this show. And uh, we're definitely going to mention spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie now, it's, it's uh, literally past a month now since the movie's been out. You, you've, you've lost your privileges on uh, spoilers. So you should probably probably turn off the show if you don't want to be spoiled. Mm, they'll get over it. <laughs> I've listened to some other podcasts that were recorded maybe even a week or so, two weeks ago maybe, and even had spoilers in, in the podcast. So really can't at this point expect to not be spoiled for. And it's not like a crazy thing anyway. Right, but at the end of the day too, it's... You know, for me, the movie was partially ruined thanks to Facebook anyway. So, at the end of the day, I think most people have an idea of what's going on, whether it be from hearsay, Facebook, or they saw the movie. And I think that, you know, it's it's the type of thing that we've spoken about in the past a lot just because we like it. And what better thing to discuss than something like that that, you know, has been 30 years in the making. You know, right. Like a real, a real sequel, so... So yeah, I think we'll discuss. We just we really don't have we didn't make work work on a format, so we're just gonna really uh, shoot the shit, talk some movies that maybe came out in the fall and winter of last year, uh, maybe some movies that we've seen already this year. If you've seen anything, uh, I haven't seen anything in the movie theater. I saw Star Wars the second time, but we could talk. What else we're looking forward to because some movies are getting closer now that we've discussed on the show. A la Deadpool, Batman vs Superman. And obviously the further out stuff like Civil War and uh, Suicide Squad. Sounds but like a plan. Uh, and then we could we could jump into some video games. If we want to discuss maybe some of our uh, favorites of 2015. We uh, we we wrote some stuff for Gaming Age. I think when we originally did the last show, I wasn't writing for Gaming Age at the time. Yeah, I was say, so you might as well let the uh, let the listeners know that you pretty much joined the ranks with me at uh, a gaming age so congrats to that long overdue yeah you get a little you get a little clap <laughs> if you can hear that so we're both at gaming age we're both uh reviewing previewing everything so we had our contribution to the 2015 top games i don't necessarily agree with what ended up being the the total, I guess, the median of all the editors voting. But right. uh, that's why we have our own show, so we can talk about what we think were the best games of last year, maybe. A little bit and, of we're, we'll... and we're not going to agree anyway. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but, you uh, know, it's it's still going to be varied, I think, than right. uh, what we got. Uh, so what do you want to start with on, on uh, last year? you want to just go right into Star Wars, or was there anything else from... Uh... Oh, yeah, we could the end do, of last know, year. I feel like the end of the year was a blur, you know, with the holidays and yeah, you know, the warm weather, which made no sense. Um, did you end I up seeing? Did you end up seeing uh, James Bond Spectre? I did not because no. uh, I didn't hear really good, good things about it, so I figured I'd wait till it comes out on uh, on Blu-ray, digital, HD, whatever. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that good. I can say that. I won't spoil it because it's not one of those movies that people rush out to see. But, he dies. Uh... <laughs> he dies. Dave Batista, Big Dave, he's in the movie. 
mm-hmm. so is Christoph Waltz, who I'm a big fan of, but they, they kind of both feel underutilized in it. And uh, it definitely wasn't as good as Skyfall and wasn't as good as Casino Royale. I'd probably put it above Quantum of Solace, which okay. is another Daniel Craig Bond movie. But that's not saying much because that's probably one of the worst Bond movies ever. I can agree with you on that. Hot garbage. So, uh, any any uh, movie discussion? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to what remember. You, what, what was your favorite what... movie of last year? See, I'm putting it on the spot. Um, it follows. Really? Yeah. Wow, it, I wasn't expecting that. Because it caught me off guard. It wasn't. There wasn't any high expectations. I went in with zero knowledge, and you know. I'm a horror movie buff and it wasn't what everything that has come out in the last five to 10 years has been. Everything has been just, you know, a rehash PG 13, uh, jump scare kind of drama thriller versus like a true horror. And this isn't even really a true horror, but this is more in the realms of like classic horror, you know, like stuff like the original Halloween, you know, stuff that's just, it's not a realm that's touched anymore. And I just appreciated it. You know, it didn't give you everything that you'd want in the movie. You'd want a little more information. You know, you end up raising yourself more questions at the end. But sometimes that's it, a good thing. It gives you, gets it, you more talk about it after the movie's over. Exactly. And I would love a sequel, even though they would probably bastardize it. You know, maybe explore the the mythos of, you know, Essentially, right. like the what they, you know, what they could do, they could do something similar to uh, what we're naming the show after, and that's Cloverfield, where they could make something that's uh, like related to Adj- adjacent to the storyline, yeah, and do something a little bit different, but still have the or maybe go back in time to where it started. I remember that was something that uh, I had read, maybe you know, like where it originated from, and do a different time period, right. Which it, it could I mean, be another, it could be done. There's money to be made, obviously. Right. I mean, there's so many ways to explore it, and that's that's what I really appreciated it with the story is because it's such a simple premise. You know, some some someone something is following them, and they can't. You know, no one can see it except for the person that's being followed. It's so basic, but you know, just the the overall landscape of how all the scenes were planned out and you know like one of my favorite scenes is you know spoilers if you haven't seen the movie came out at the beginning of of last year so get over it uh you know basically the the villain we'll call it because it's not really is it a killer would you say it's a killer you know it's 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 a beast or something i don't know i don't know what you would classify it as I hate it saying it. Be, it can uh, almost it, be someone's subconscious, but at some point, multiple characters can see it. So right. you really can't uh, classify it that way. Right. So, you know, the the main thing that is following them. The antagonist. The scene, yeah. <laughs> you know, is I don't want to go that route because it's, it's more than that, you yeah. know. But uh, when it's it has the ability to change forms for the person that sees it. And at one point the main girl is in her room trying to escape it and her friends are trying to get in and she opens the door lets them in 
and then all of a sudden this huge tall skinny lanky guy comes in like right behind them yeah and it's like it's that thing it's so uh, I, awesome. I got i got a little bit of chill so you just yeah. explaining that scene because that's probably my favorite scene in the movie also it's so good it's just so yeah. eerie and creepy and it's not intended to be a jump scare or anything like that it just makes you unnerved and it makes you you know the tension rise agreed and i feel that just it was cleverly done and for me the biggest part was the movie score yeah which you and i have discussed several times disaster piece who happens to be originally from staten island uh you know came out with this video game-esque 70s horror electronic soundtrack that it didn't 100 percent work at the beginning of my viewing the first time in the theater because the mix was too loud and i learned that when i brought the movie home and watched it on blu-ray they, they mixed it so much better. So it was definitely at the theater's uh, preference where the volume was. Right. And it just works. You know, it's just this eerie... Like, I, I thought Friday the 13th and, and, and meets Nightmare on Elm Street because they both have, like, these catchy notes that are so eerie and simple. But then you just add, like, this electronic... It has know, a very ambience to it. And, and even the, the movie itself, I think... It's not supposed to take place current day. They never explain it, but the looks of built the houses, the cars, the way they're dressed. That was another big thing too. You know, the unexplained timeline. Right. You know, this timeline where essentially everything is simple in the in the sense of uh, technology, but then you have this one girl that has like this, essentially like a Kindle, but it's like in a little clamshell. And it's literally the only piece of technology that's around that's yeah, anything modern. Right. So, yeah, overall, it, it, it just had more to offer than everything that we had high expectations for. You know, Star Wars, it's hard to say Star Wars just because I haven't had a year to absorb it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the end of the year. I'll definitely consider it for this year. You know, um, even though a little, it's a little rehash. It was done well, but it was still rehash. This was just fresh. So, what I give about you, you? I give you credit on that. I, I thought it was going to be the visit for you. You're, <laughs> you, you're being serious? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I just wanted to throw. I just wanted to throw the throw up <laughs> into, into the uh, into <laughs> the story. Uh, Grandma, Grandma. When she's chasing, when she's chasing the kid under the under the house. Yeah. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. I still enjoyed that movie. It's definitely not one of my. It might be one of my top ten of last year, but uh, I see. I I am the opposite opinion. I've seen Star Wars twice, and uh, I think Star Wars is my favorite movie of last year. Just the feeling that I I get from watching it is brings me back to being a, a child watching Star Wars, and it's something that the prequels didn't really do for me. I still enjoyed seeing them. But watching it brings me back to when I watched the, the others when I was a kid. Right. You know? I can and, agree with you with that. And upon viewing it a second time, I don't think it's as rehashy as a lot of people made it out to be. If it didn't have the Star Killer base being so similar to the Death Star, I don't think those uh, those people comparing it would be as as frequent and as you know strong in the discussion of the movie. I 
I would respectfully disagree with you only because I just feel like when it comes to the plot points, you know, people have something to say from the beginning to the end. You know, the movie starts off in the desert. You got the the robot the robots looking to get a message to someone. You know, just yeah, I, just I mean I, I agree I, I don't it is yeah. conveniently similar, but I think there's enough differences between how he gets from point A to point B that's not like uh you know, not like R two D two, right? That but it's I, different enough. I mean, I just enjoyed it. No, of course, and I think that Finn's um, little backstory that we have being a stormtrooper—it's not something that's been done, and you know, it shows you both sides. So I definitely think that that made it a lot more refreshing uh, than pretty much just you know the the Obi Wan and the Luke. You know, backstory going to meet Han, even though Han's conveniently in space. You know, at this moment in time when the Falcon appears, but you know that's nitpicking and something that I agree doesn't need to be nitpicked on. You know, I felt that there was a point after the movie when I saw it, I was like, to kind of force discussion on stuff other than theories on what you think things are. What's wrong with the movie? That's that's pretty much what people went. You yeah. know, it's like it, it was good, but it's got to be bad things. All right, so let's pick the bad things. I think that there was a lot of loopholes, and I think there was a lot of stuff unexplained, and I think that there's a long period of time to wait on stuff. And I also felt that there was too much being answered by Abrams after the movie, you know, via uh, interviews and stuff like that. And I think that a big part of that is what turned a lot of people off. It's like. You shouldn't be answering these questions later. You know, you should be answering them in the movie. You know? Yeah, I think there was a decent amount of stuff that was cut from the movie. And right. I think a good amount of stuff is going to be explained in the next two movies anyway. And if they feel like it's something that really needs to be mentioned, those movies aren't done yet. They can add them into the script and discuss points that people feel strongly about. Right. The other thing, too, I think a lot of these hardcore trolls, if you will, <laughs> um, are essentially, you know people that probably don't read the mythos of, of every little intricate piece of the story that is to be offered with Star Wars because, you know, you have the Clone Wars cartoon that has a lot of canon. You have Rebels now, which is really important because there's just a lot of uh, stuff tying into the storyline with, like, Leia and Vader right now. Which, yeah. you know, I don't watch it regularly, but to see that, but then you also have the comic books. The comic books that Marvel put out are blatantly filler, you know, to give you stuff about other characters, like the stormtrooper that calls Finn a traitor. You know, people actually know who he is if they read the comic, but how many hardcore fans are reading the comic? You know? Well, his that character was explained, I think, by LucasArts. I don't know if he's appeared in the comic book yet. At this oh, because I had read something that specified there was a comic about Finn when he was younger, when he was training, and he had like four other stormtroopers that they were close to some degree. They considered him an outcast, but allegedly this kid, that guy, was one of them. So mm. maybe you know, I don't know. If, either way, we know that the comics can be used for yeah. that since they kind of reset the whole uh, canon. You know what is and what isn't. Right. So you know you can minimize what to look at as reference. But most people aren't even bothering, and I think that's part of the problem with 
people that are nitpicking. It's like they're not looking at all their resources. They're looking at one movie. And they're saying, hey, this movie doesn't have it, so the answers don't exist. Right. The way I, I looked at it, and I haven't had a real discussion about this with anyone yet, is after watching it a second time, is that J.J. Abrams, I give him a lot of credit for this movie because he make, he makes you already in this one movie feel for a lot of different characters. And if you look at the original, not the originals, because the originals you care about the characters, but if you look at the prequels, all three prequels, the amount of new characters that were introduced and you actually caring for brand new characters, can you name one character that was brand new in the prequels that you cared about? Jar Jar Banks. <laughs> yeah. Because he's a Seth Lord. That's uh, my point. Is like Abrams. I thought you know he's done a really good job because you care about Ray, you care about Finn. You, you, I agree. You, you understand the aggravation of Kylo Ren and that he comes off as a better villain than Anakin does in the prequels. But right. all of the characters in the prequels have already been established. Obi Wan was in the originals. Obviously, it's a different actor and it's a different time period. Anakin is supposed to be turning into Darth Vader. The Emperor. All the main characters, with the exception of uh, Queen Amidala and uh, Sam Jackson as Mace Windu, there's really no new characters that you care about in those movies. In three movies, Lucas had three movies to get you to like a character, and he failed. He struck out with Jar Jar Binks in the first one to the point that he didn't even bother using him for more than a scene in each of the other two movies. Right. And what's funny about that, too, now that you mention it, is you even have... uh... Boba Fett's son, Jango. Well, and he's he's not even really memorable. Yeah, a oh, father. Okay, he's barely memorable. You know, like you don't hear people talking about him. I was gonna say Jango Fett, but I didn't remember because I'm thinking Jango and Chain. I'm like, am I gonna screw his name up and then I'm gonna <laughs> hear it from Stan or somebody? But, yeah, but you know, the, the, yeah. isn't that a good point? That's something that I haven't heard anywhere. And especially when Lucas came to bash the movie, I'm like, seriously, you made. You made the originals, and uh, you f- will forever be indebted to you. But the the pre the prequels sucked, and you didn't all you did you didn't rehash storyline, but you just recycled characters from the other movies and and put them in different scenarios. Well, he's just peanut butter and jelly. He's just totally jealous of what he doesn't have. He has no creative control. He's just there along for the ride to see what's happening, and you know he's bitter about it. He feels that he had his story stolen but you know like dude get over it you know at the end of the day you make valid valid points and even supporting cast are more memorable poe dameron you know like poe was awesome for the little time that he was on in the you know also uh maz yeah awesome you know and i i hate that they didn't have footage that you know was used when they talk about it afterwards because that could have been really cool too so yeah, well, yeah. they said the the Blu-ray and the DVD will feature a lot of deleted scenes. There won't be an extended edition. Uh, right. There, there never has. I mean, unless you consider the special editions, extended editions, but those no, should those probably are, be forgotten. Those are street trash, street trash <laughs> editions. You, do you know about the despecialized editions? Despecialized? Yeah. No, is it like effects taken out? It's it, it, yeah. Actually, there's a there's a guy. His name is Harmy. Uh, he's, he's got a big following now on, on the interwebs and uh, he takes the Blu-ray versions and then he takes other sources and he's gotten a lot of people supplying him with things 35mm film reels 16mm VHS cuts everything and he'll he fixes up the Blu-ray edition so it's still in 1080p 
and removes all of the special edition add-ons that George Lucas did during his time with the, this movie, including like even if the sound effects was changed at all or anything like that. And he does an unbelievable job in A New Hope, uh, which has the most changes. I believe he did Empire Strikes Back already and is working on Return of the Jedi now, but A New Hope had the most change right. in it that needed working. So I, I've checked it out, and I haven't watched the movie completely through, but he does a really awesome job. He re, he even does like decolorization. He matches it up with uh, crazy, very a lot of a lot of uh, in depth work done on it. It's crazy that you have fans out there that'll do this, you know, for nothing. That care about the product more than the people that make it. Sometimes, absolutely, that's uh, that's uh, absolutely that someone feels so strong, and then he rallies a, a community around it you know where they'll ma- they're mailing him th- stuff to help produce the product and not asking for anything in return it's awesome i mean it's it's great that you know the internet community still lives on that way and you know there's projects like that all around you know nowadays especially in the game world like i don't want to jump into that realm but you know just real quick is somebody's doing a a fan make which is a remade uh, Metal Gear Solid. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, with, that's, with that's going to get shut down, though. No, I know, but it just goes to show you, same thing. You know, right. That's a game that people have been demanding some type of remake. We have Twin Snakes that's going to be lost in the wind because of you know uh, Crystal Dynamics and stuff like that and whatever licensing. But right. you know, the fact remains that people will do what they have to do to make something right. You know, and I think Star Wars is like the only movie that has been bastardized to that degree. To that degree, absolutely. The only one I I can, you know, Spielberg changed E.T. at one point and took the guns out of the guy's hands and put the walkie-talkies. But then a few years later, he decided it was wrong, came out and said that he shouldn't have done it in the first place and that he won't do it on any other movies. And then now uh, subsequent copies of the movie have it returned to the gun in the hand. Nice. Well, goes to show you, you know, like people need to get their shit together. <laughs> Case in point. Uh, so besides to... Star Wars, I I have a real hard time. I I honestly maybe my mind is just drawing a blank. It follows is a good pick. I don't know if it would be my favorite, considering I've only watched it once. Uh, right. I, I haven't. I own it now. It was on sale on Black Friday, but I haven't had the desire to really pop it in. You, you're making me want maybe tomorrow I'll pop it in again. <laughs> but uh, I, I really enjoyed Ant-Man also. Maybe I'm just a big fanboy of, of the character. But no, I, mean, I, liked I can it rewatch and, and I really enjoyed it. I liked it as well. And, you know, Avengers was good, but it was it was not what it could have been. I think that Civil War is going to make up for that. Yeah. You know? And I, yeah, I have a feeling uh, Civil War will be better than Age of Ultron. Right, for a lot of reasons, not and not just characters. I think just overall character arcs and you know just the, the premise of the story in itself. You know, it's something that even though I didn't read the comic, I'm familiar with the Civil War. I know it's not going to be the same thing, right. but I know that there's so much involved and so much is at stake, and you know a lot of shit's going to happen. And how can you help but not feel for Tony Stark when he says he you were my friend too. Paul, you were my friend too. <laughs> it gets me every time that scene. And he's getting his ass kicked. 
I, I look forward to seeing Spider-Man. I think that's the biggest, biggest. I just want to see what he looks like already. You know, it's well, just I mean, the anticipation's killing me. There's a lot that, of rumors as to what he's going to look like in the movie if he's going to don more than one costume. I've heard movie. about that too. Get the uh, old Iron Iron Spider. Right. Oh, could be pretty, 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 pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> All right. So I mean, look. At the end of the day, you know, since we are kind of doing it on the whim, the show. There's definitely more that we probably just be like, oh shit, that did come out last year. Like I can't, I can't think of like movies that we watched this year. Like I'm literally just. I'm looking at my collection, you know, this is probably the least amount of movies I've ever bought in a year. Like <laughs> I think I would say I can count the amount of Blu-rays I bought with these two hands this year. Uh last year. Which yeah, is I didn't crazy. buy too many either. Um but even digital, I know you bought a lot of digital. I yeah. I, I've gone pretty strictly digital now with most of my, my collection. Oh, it's baffling. baffling well, you know what? Brain. You know what strikes, strikes me now. I don't think you saw it. I'm just pulling up my phone real quick. Is the Martian, which is uh, nominated oh, for a bunch of best com- best comedy of the year? Yeah, it wasn't a comedy at all, but but he but got it. <laughs> I really enjoyed that more than I thought I would. Right, and I really really Scott now was moving on to uh, make Prometheus two, which is no longer called Prometheus two. Which is called Alien Covenant starts shooting this month, and uh, I'm excited for that certainly. But then there's the other Alien movie as well, right? Which is now delayed indefinitely. The one with uh, Sigourney Weaver. Well, she wasn't officially signed on yet, but she was going to be. Neil Baumkamp, the guy who did Chappie. Right. So that's delayed indefinitely at this point. Okay. They want. I guess. That sucks. I guess Ridley Scott wanted to go back, and uh, maybe Fox convinced him, or he just wanted to tie it more into the alien world. So now they're calling it Alien. Got it. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I was a fan of Prometheus, so I'm hoping. I'm hopeful for it. It was good. It's just the beginning. There was like nothing happening. Something about a map. It's over. Everybody looks pissed. <laughs> I, I don't that, know. That, I enjoyed it too, but that's what I remember in the theater. Like, what did I just watch? You know? But, dude, like, these movies are still rotting my brain. We're going to have to move on because I'm going to, like, keep trying to remember movies and I just can't I can't think of anything right now. Okay, so so 2016, what are you looking forward to? Uh, Deadpool's going to kick the shit out of everything. <laughs> uh, you know what I'd like to go back to listen to uh, what we talked about first? And I'm probably the biggest... Uh, vic- not victim, uh, maybe advocate for bashing the movie when we first discussed it. Deadpool? Yeah, but I'd love to hear I, I might want to have to go back and listen to what I said about the movie. I'm sure I didn't shit on it as much as like Suicide Squad. Right. But I'm really excited for it also. I just think that you know, it's a bold move to keep it rated R cause, and they're just going along with you know the fact that like you need to stick with your guns, and you have all these petitions now. People trying to get a PG thirteen, which is 13. so stupid. And, I mean, come on, make, make up your mind. All you do is complain. Look, I get it to one degree because unfortunately, there's too many seven year old, eight year old Deadpool fans. Which that's, should that's really shouldn't be the case. They shouldn't be reading 
Well, I doubt they're reading the comics anyway. Maybe they're playing no, the video game. No, it's 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 Amazing Spider-Man, uh, the Spider-Man cartoon. He's on that show. He's been on it. Wow, that's that's a big part of it. So, so Marvel kind of toned him down to be on that show then. Yeah. Also, Marvel vs. Capcom. That's where people really, I think, picked him up, and nobody really talked about it. I don't know about seven and eight year olds playing that though. No, but look at all the cons. How many cons you see dressed up? You know, Deadpool's. But either way, I don't give a shit because there was a funny, like I, I guess it was a fake. Um, either Ryan Reynolds or Deadpool uh, Twitter like a letter was posted it's like yeah. oh yeah, yeah. And he's like yeah fuck you <laughs> your mother's a whore <laughs> <laughs> fuck you or fuck your, your mother's a whore or something like that yeah, pretty funny like a kid saying oh why don't you make the movie PG-13 so I could see it well you're an asshole and your mother's a whore <laughs> fuck you <laughs> we, don't want, we don't want you to see it anyway yeah it's, it, this is a movie for adults not for you so it wasn't you. a 20th Century Fox account or anything like that. No, I know. Yeah, it's hilarious. Someone messing around. But yeah, I think that that's going to be a good start to 2016. And we have a shit ton of movies. Even just comic movies. It's just out, you know, and pop culture movies. Like, I don't even know normal movies that are coming out other than <laughs> uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. That's like it. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else and is... And is that a normal movie? I don't even think I think that that movie is going to literally be in the basement in that in that shelter for most of the movie. Yeah, I, I absolutely think so. If you ever that... watched the trailer for that, uh, and they're like, "What the fuck is this movie?" You need to check out the trailer. The trailer dropped uh, last week as of we're, we're recording this, and uh, that was the first news or anything that we even heard of this movie. It, it was filmed under a different title, which is an old school practice for keeping a movie a secret. Uh, and then it comes out in March. So it's pretty awesome. Similar to Cloverfield, because Cloverfield, I think, was dropped at one of the Transformer movies. They had a trailer, tat- not even a trailer, just like showed the Statue of Liberty panned back and had a date. It didn't even have a movie title yet at that point. And then the movie came out in January. This is actually closer in proximity. But uh, as Benny says, it shows like a-, a shelter with a couple people living there, some maybe living against their will. I don't see your fro- oh, <laughs> you were literally frozen the whole time. But did you hear me? Nope. All was this. Ah, uh-huh. so that'll be interesting to see if we actually have anything. Oh, now you're frozen like that, or you're just still staying still. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. I stood like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I didn't hear a word you said before. Well, I was talking about Cloverfield. Okay. And uh, the new movie, but I'm not going to redo it again just in That's case fine. it did record it all. If it didn't, then just go check out the trailer. Go to see for yourself. Comes out in March. Yep. I think it should be pretty awesome. Um, we're getting closer to Batman v Superman. We've Will got we a... get our free ticket to see it a week early? That's that is... what I'm counting down to. I'm not even counting down to the movie. Just right. us seeing it the week early as we were promised by Warner Brothers. Sons of bitches. <laughs> no, don't say that yet. Not until we see the movie. Right. We love you guys. <laughs> I love you. Love you guys. Love you, love you. <laughs> I mean, look, we finally got a full trailer. We haven't gotten to speak about that at all. No. What do you think? They gave up too much. I loved it. I, I, when I first saw it, I'm like, oh shit, doomsday. And then 
now like subsequent weeks later i'm like uh you know they probably shouldn't have revealed that i'm sure there's a lot of cool shit that they're keeping secret for civil war and like look at those idiots at warner brothers they blew their wad on doomsday you think i think that there's more i feel like if he decided to to show us that then there's got to be something bigger and, and badder well he's saying that there's more right i don't know necessarily that there's bigger and badder but i'm sure there's a little bit more and also keep in mind, there's a special airing uh, this evening as at the time of recording. It's over now uh, <laughs> with like a half hour special and supposed to put a Suicide Squad trailer out. And when it was on the TV before, they were showing a lot of clips, like a lot of even if it was like one second, two second clips. It was just like new new camera footage of Wonder Woman. And it's supposed to be a brand new trailer of Suicide Squad. Yes, uh, and it looked like I saw more of Mr. Leto than we've seen so far, from just like looking up while it was on. Well, so he—they released some new posters yesterday, and he was more involved. In the looks in the, of those posters also. Well, he's in the corner, like you've been saying since the early shows. You're like he's going to be in the movie for ten minutes. Yeah, I still so, stand by that. You still do, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. I think that you know. Maybe he's maybe he's the big bad that is just kind of hidden throughout the movie. You know, like they're going after him to you know, and but I can already see all the reviews. Oh, there wasn't enough Joker. There wasn't enough Batman. There wasn't enough. Well, that's not what this movie was supposed to be. But that's the way they teased everyone right. into thinking it was going to be. Well, because those are the ones that are going to put butts in the seats. It, you're you're absolutely right. But then they made the wrong movie. They didn't need to make a Suicide Squad movie if they weren't planning on making a Suicide Squad movie. I think a big reason for this movie, my logic, is if you're going to have a Justice League, you got to have numerous villains that are going to have B-rolls later. That, you yeah, know, but I don't, I don't know if think they... they're big enough characters to fight the Justice League. You don't think so? Like no. some of them? I think they have to build up to... Like Darkseid or, or or Brainiac or someone much bigger. Well, I think. Oh, well, that's what I mean. I mean, in the sense of, you know, the big bad's always going to be somebody bigger. But I'm saying, or even Metallo. <laughs> yeah, I don't think not. he's a match, really. <laughs> well, as long as we don't get the Spider Metallo. No, but I think that, like, you know, if they're going to be, let's just go the route of Justice League cartoons. You know, Justice League Unlimited stuff like that. They're fighting those types of guys just like on a normal day. And then the big bad ends up being, you know, the main focus. That's why I think they might throw them in there, like cameo-wise. Yeah. I, so. I feel that they were kind of developing them to be like a Deadpool mixed with Guardians of the Galaxy. Like they're the anti-heroes kind of squad. Right. And they're like, oh, if you don't really care for the goody two-shoes of Superman and you know, Green Lantern. You might maybe you'll like these guys. They don't do everything by the book, but they're heroes. Right. It's tough to say. I mean I still think they're not doing this all right, but who knows? We'll we'll see how the box office receipts go. Right. Well, I hate to say it, but we need to remember that the box office means nothing sometimes. Cause it's gonna make money just because of what it is. You know what I mean? Mm, we'll see. I don't think it's. I'm. I'm not saying it's guaranteed to 
excuse me, to make Batman v Superman money. We don't even know what that's going to make. Right. But I think that it's one of those projects that, you know, you look at a movie and say, how did that movie make that money? You know, it's not good. It was a bad. It was a bad. It's idea. Not it was, good. <laughs> it was a bad idea, but it has names. It has a brand, whatever it may be, and it sells. You know, and that's kind of the world we live in. You know, like I feel like Jurassic World could have been really bad. It had potential, you know, from announcement to be awful. Yeah, and I still think it would have sold the way it did. No, it, I don't think so. I think it would have did well for a couple weeks, and then it would have totally tailed off. But because it got such good word of mouth, and people were coming it, it out may... that might not have saw it in the movies originally and waited for it on Blu-ray, it carried through until like what almost August, where right. how good it was doing. I think until Ant-Man, it was number one. Right. Still at the box office, maybe over a month worth worth of being number one at the box office. All right. So ultimately, it would have did good, but it just wouldn't have lasted. Right. But that's what I, that's what I mean. Like it still would make money. So like, as terrible as it may be, if it has a brand name, it's gonna make some money. Yeah, I agree. You know? I agree with you to to an extent because it'll make it'll make money, but will it be enough to recoup how much it costs to make it? Right. You no, know, that that Agreed. works so well Agreed. and good. Like maybe Deadpool. I don't know the budget, but I'm assuming it's a, a much smaller budget than any other superhero movie that comes out next year. It is, and that's simply for the fact that it's rated R. Once they said, "Right, well, that was going to make be, it rated R," we're cutting the budget. That was going to be part of my point: is that it it can get its money back in probably two to three weeks, depending on how well it does at the box office. Whereas Superman, in two to three weeks, even at number one, it still might not recoup. I would say almost definitely not recoup the money it cost to make it. Agreed. Whereas if it starts to tank from then, which I don't, I, I, unless it gets really bad reviews, it'll probably do pretty well until until Captain America comes out because this is the dull time of year. There's not any huge movies coming out, and that's why they they kind of started it earlier by releasing it in March, which was smart on Warner Brothers' part, so it can build up. You know, if there's nothing else out and it does decent as far as reviews, it'll get some people that aren't the hardcore fans to go out and see it. Right. Agreed. Time will tell, as we always say. So uh, we have that. We have Civil War we touched on a little bit. What about the under the radar now, even though it's a huge mega blockbuster also, is uh, X-Men? Yeah. uh, It's going to be really dark. Darker than I would have expected. Yeah. You You know, with Apocalypse, yes, I expect the world to be... In contrast, opposite to to what we've seen, but to have I didn't know if Singer, Singer was going to be able to pull it off, and we still don't know. The new trailer gave me a little better feel of, of Apocalypse. Um, I don't need him to to mimic the way he looks in the comics. I just think that he needs to have the presence that he does in the comics, and not just using his powers to do so. You know, he needs to be intimidating at that size because it's usually his stature. You know, he's just a huge brute. You know, even without his powers, he's just a beast. And, you know, I guess, not that it would be hard to replicate, but I guess they didn't see it being practical to get somebody to to look the way he does in the comic size-wise. Right, or, or they haven't revealed it yet. Fair enough. 
I mean, I didn't. And think I'm about, not. Uh, and I'm not yeah. really sticking up for the movie because I'm a big X Men fan, as is shown on previous shows. I, I mentioned my favorite hero movie would go along the lines of Days of Future Past. Right. Uh, but I didn't really. I didn't really dig the uh, the trailer. I, I thought it was a little too dark. It wasn't very hopeful at all. It didn't seem like there was any humor in it. And I'm sure there will be in the final movie. But in an age where we have all these other movies now that are coming out, maybe I'm just looking for something a little different. And I'm definitely going to see it, obviously, right when it comes out. But I'm not as uh, looking forward to it as I am for the other the other movies. And I would say Deadpool number one, Civil War two, uh, then then Batman Superman, and somewhere down the line X Men. Right. I could agree with you on that. Sounds. I would say I have the similar similar feelings to that. And then late, much later in the year, we have no trailer or anything, but we'll we'll be getting uh, Doctor Strange, which will be interesting oh, because it's, it's a whole whole new world and a whole different whole uh, new world, whole world of magic, magic. From a different point of view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see, you like how I added that at the end. And a uh, and another Star Wars film, which Rogue is Rogue One. One, is about them stealing the Death Star plans, and I'm sure we're going to get some Darth Vader in that movie as well. Yeah, I wonder if he'll have uh, an awful voice like he does in Battlefront. No, I think they'll have James Earl Jones. Knock on wood, as long as nothing happens to him, <laughs> with all these people passing away. R.I.P. Uh, Server Snape. Uh, as long as nothing happens, to him, <coughs> I'm sure. He'll be the right. voice of Darth Vader again. To be cool, isn't he the voice of Darth Vader on the Rebels TV show? I haven't seen him on it, so I'm not sure. Okay, I, I don't like know. I'm I haven't just, watched I, it either. Yeah, I, I mean, my I've, research. No, I watched a couple episodes yesterday for the first time. It's not a bad show. It's just a, it's a, it would be a lot to catch up on, and I've never watched Clone Wars, so I hear it's know. good. But you don't need to watch Clone Wars because it takes place in between uh, three and four. Rebels. Okay, because I know I saw Ahsoka in one of the trailers. Right. She, she was in Clone she Wars. Was, she apparently survived the uh, Order 66 attack. Right. But there's speculation whether she'll survive the show. Vader will probably kill her. her speculation. Her, her old boy. <laughs> and I don't watch the show, so I don't know. Someone may go on a tirade about that. I've been meaning to watch the show. I downloaded it all, but I haven't watched it. Too much to watch. Yep, I still gotta. I still gotta go watch Ash the Evil Dead. Still have to watch uh, Shield I, I, season three. I need to mention that because that show, the whole season went through while we were on our hiatus, and I really loved the whole season. But the 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 final scene, like the climax of this whole buildup of a season was such a cop-out, and they're just set up for a second season that they gave you no real closure to the season. It's awesome to see Bruce Campbell back as Ash, and it's like a, I think it's ten episodes, so it's like a five-hour long movie of, right. you know, it might be even more than ten episodes. It might be like 12 or 13. 12, I think it's 12, maybe. But, so, you're getting like, you're getting more Ash for five hours with, 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 with you know, maybe even more than that. With but, uh, apparently a good supporting cast too, right? From yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. I thought they'd be a little more annoying than they were, so that, I guess that's a win. 
Right. And uh, Lucy Lawless is in it. She's really good. Right, I heard. And, yeah. I won't spoil. Yeah. I won't spoil anything for that. I just felt that's ne- that was necessary to throw in there. And uh, Marvel's Jessica Jones has came and went on Netflix. Oh, we had our last show. Really and, and another really good. incredible show from Netflix. And we'll be approaching Daredevil Season 2 in the next uh, couple months. And they did renew Jessica Jones for another season, so you should definitely check it out. I don't know when that'll air. Might be a while, but probably next year, I'm guessing. Really good, really good show. Yeah, it's like Marvel's really stepping their game up, you know, with the, the diversity, and hopefully we can have a connected cinematic universe with it. You know, I know that they they've talked about wanting to include them and the Defenders in potentially infinity war just in some capacity and we can hope you know it's a it's a big 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 challenge dream charlie let him dream one more night i think that i think that movie is gonna hurt our brain (laughs) like it's event uh the next avengers yeah that they kind of came out and said there'll be like 67 characters and now they're (laughs) pulling back like we didn't need literally 67 characters just a lot of characters right because people are like, all right, let's try and calculate all sixty-seven characters. Uh, let me see. But uh, now, is Modoc the... Modoc gonna yeah. be in it? I don't know if he's gonna make it into the movie. <laughs> oh, I think Mojo. You remember Mojo? He might be in it. How about the Mojo Jojo? Oh my God! I I just think that you know, the idea of having so many characters like I it scares me because. Age of Ultron, that was the biggest issue I had with it. It was just too much. I think Civil War is going to have even more characters in it. I don't think that they're going to be in the movie enough to be overwhelming. Could be. Could very well be. I I, I think that that might help. I think there's going to be cameos, and I think that there's going to be various scenes. The movie could Uh, be like three hours long, and the Avengers movie could be like three hours long, and it still have two parts. Did we get a... uh, we didn't get a runtime yet, right? Not yet. It's too, far. it's too far out. I don't even think we have a runtime for Batman vs Superman. I thought we did. Oh yeah. Close to three. I think it's close to three hours. Is there a runtime for Dare, uh, Deadpool? Mm, I don't remember, but I think it's short. Er? I don't think. It, yeah, I don't think it's that long. <laughs> uh. It's gonna be good either way, and you know what? It might be <laughs> might be good that it's short because it might be like one of those brain dead movies where you don't. Know I want out. like. Yeah, that's what I want. I want two right. hours of nonstop violence and cursing and gore. I'm I just want. I want to see Colossus. Like Colossus was like one of my childhood favorites with my dad. Just and I remember the 1990s. Well, actually, I would say maybe 88, 89. There was a test pilot for an X Men cartoon before the Fox show, and it was. Uh, forget the name something with kitty pride it was the thing it was the pride of the x-men it was called and it was just like a short it was maybe like 40 minutes and it was the animation was awesome and actually the game the arcade game that konami put out was heavily based off off of this right. uh and i remember like that was like the first time the colossus was used in animated form and it was just like I felt like I was reading the comics, you know, like he had the accent, and you know he was just Colossus like rain, just like little simple things like that. That you know, then you get the X Men movies that we got, they were good in their own right, you know, and you just have this young guy who's just 
hey, I'm Colossus. Yeah. You know, it's like, you take away from the character. He was utilized a little bit more in uh, Days of Future Past, but still not really, like, talking-wise. Right. Or, like, you didn't care about him. Right, exactly. And I think that they already... He looks awesome. He sounds awesome. And I just think that he's going to have focus, you know? And I think that they're hoping to do more with him, you know? And I think that'll be cool. And also, I think Deadpool is paving the way for stuff like X-Force, which is taboo in my eyes because X-Force is just... I never thought I'd see the day of a movie. I think we're considered. a long. I still think we're a long way off from that. No, I know, but uh, Deadpool would have to do pretty, really pretty good. remarkably well for that to be the case. I, I I'm. Like, re- I, I mean, feel I'm like hopeful. it's. I feel like it's going to do really well. Yeah, I don't know if it, it's not going to do triple A movie numbers. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's it really do, depends on the do. budget. I haven't looked at it. I mean, I get something I could talk about on a, at a later point once I have a little bit of the uh, figures for it. Right. Because if the budget is like less than $100 million, I'm sure they'll make it back pretty quick. Right. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they've already greenlit a second one just based on, you know, like they've done that. You know, they've taken gambles. Like, yeah, you're good for two, even though the movie's not out yet. Because apparently uh, Reynolds surprised a bunch of fans recently and did like a screening and people are praising it. Like, like literally, it's the best Marvel movie ever made, which is that's a bold statement. You know, you think about the fact that it's fo- one, it's Fox, two, it's Deadpool, three, it's Fox. <laughs> you know, when would we ever think Fox is going to be capable of putting out a good product like that? X Men did good in its own right. That's all they had that was successful. Right. right. Give me a second there, buddy. <laughs> Hi, wife. Hi. My wife. <laughs> and uh, for the listeners out there, uh, you know, this whole hiatus, uh, we some of us were a little busy. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to have a kid soon. <laughs> some of us are busy. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought I'd uh, want to share that because my wife is here. My wife. <laughs> But uh, yeah. So he make a sex with the penis into a, a vagina, or like this. Very nice. It's so funny that that Borat was on the other day, and that awful scene in the hotel was on. <laughs> He's I all forgot. chained. He's all chained up. No, no. When he, when the two of them are fighting. Oh, him, when they're fighting through in the naked. Uh, and he puts his <laughs> balls on his face. Oh, it's like the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, oh, so bad. It, it was almost as bad as watching Serbian film again. It was pretty terrible. Is there but, anything yeah. else you wanted to talk about with movies? Or save it for the possibility that we do another show in like four or five months? I think we should make an effort to definitely do another show. I think that we also dedicate a show for like games because we can go into a whole tirade with that. You know what I mean? Because we could just talk about what we've been doing with Gaming Age. You know, like what stuff that you've you've uh, reviewed. Some maybe your trip that you went on. Yeah, I mean it's kind of dated now. Those games are kind of back. I don't see anybody going crazy for what you know, like WWE now at this point. I haven't even popped in a game in a while. Yeah, mine's still sealed. <laughs> I did um, want to mention uh, 
I've been on a real big like documentary kick lately, watching a lot of documentaries. And I recommend uh, Rewind This. I know you said you saw it also. Yep. It's about the VHS culture. And it's not something I thought I'd really like. Because when you think of the movies now, you think of Blu-ray and you think of digital copies and the clarity and everything. You wouldn't think of VHS. And you're not getting a better experience by watching on a VHS at all, for sure. Right. And the movie doesn't try to explain that. It's just a different brings you back to a different time. And you don't realize how many movies came a, came out on VHS or only for VHS and have never come out for anything else, for right. any DVD, digital, any anything at all. So that's something I would definitely check out. It's on Amazon Prime, so you can watch it for free on Amazon Prime. And I also, uh, among other things, the other one I just want to recommend is The Resurrection of Jake the Snake. It's a documentary okay. about Jake the Snake and uh, uh, DDP, another wrestler, Diamond Dallas Page helped him go through some really tough times as well as Scott Hall. And uh, in my eyes, he pretty much saved both of those guys' lives. And both of those guys are now in the Hall of Fame. And, you know, them going through drug and alcohol abuse and me knowing some people that have gone through those things, it's uh, it's crazy to watch and see them come out and root for them to come out successful on the other end. I agree with that. That's very cool, man. Hey, you want to talk about... Uh a band that you uh you learned about 2015 i don't have enough time to talk about <laughs> about gunship benny got me into gunship it's now on it's now on recorded to live forever uh and uh i've been listening to them a lot lately since he's got me into them i mean they're, they're your band you should really talk about them but benny did get me into them he gets the credit for it it's awesome now they're just just a great band and it's it's definitely my album of the year easily because it uh it got me through a lot of a lot of stuff just you know like i've never been a lyrics guy as a musician i've always been the musical guy the music is always what has gotten me through the good days the bad days and it was just at a time where you know a lot of stuff in my life is changing you know the the my music part of my life has taken like a big slowdown and, uh, you know, I always was listening to heavy stuff and I still listen to, you know, metal here and there and whatnot, but I've always had this, this piece of my heart that's always been for electronic music since I was a kid and just to like literally find this group and it's great how I found them because I found them on iTunes, like literally the homepage was just literally their picture, like a wow. new album. That's surprising just, too. Yeah. So you know, and that's actually how I found Mitch Murder too, who's another one of my favorite artists right now. Similar styles, eighties, you know, retro um pop electronic music. Uh Mitch Murder's more on the instrumental side and Gunship actually has uh lyrics with vocals. And um yeah, it just the album was something that I was able to listen to and I still do, like front to back, twice a day. Like on my work, way to work, on the way home, religiously. Like I wouldn't even listen to anything else. And every song is just—it's got this this warmth of of refreshing, you know, simplistic uh, styles. Like it's not trying to overcomplicate itself, and has like almost like an '80s movie feel slash video game feel because you have a little bit of everything in there. And they they 
take that humor in the sense of like if you go to YouTube and you look at their videos, a lot of their videos are like 80s themed. Like sometimes they just blatantly use 80s commercials, 80s movies. They don't care because they're doing it for fun. Right. You know, and I know they have the song that uh, John Carpenter was a part of, which is really cool. You know, and he loves them too. So it's like, yeah, I just agree. Goes to show uh, you. Uh, it's one of the, I mean, I like to listen. If, if it's a band I like, I generally will listen to the album front to back. If 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 I can't listen to it front to back, it's a little bit of a disappointment for me. Okay. Uh, usually, sometimes there'll be a song here or there that I'll skip, but that album definitely can be listened to front to back, and there's really no bad songs on the whole thing. And the one thing that's funny to tie everything in, what we were talking about is, you know, you talked about VHS, and I recently had purchased their uh, their album on cassette, right? Which is also, you know, it's not something that is necessarily better quality but it's just something to remember and it's just a nostalgia factor and unfortunately my player doesn't play it well but I'm still happy that I have it you know and I know I have my uh, CD that I can listen to my digital you know so yeah it's still a cool collectible to have agreed but yeah I mean you know music is coming on this year overall and we that, don't really that, usually that talk out. music on the show <laughs> no, I know. I just, I just I, felt that I needed no, to do no, it. No, yeah. no, I'm totally fine with it. I'm just saying, you know, we don't really dive into, right. you know, our, our musical tastes on the show. But that that does fall in line to something where us uh, rewind this in the '80s and, you know, uh, feeling like it could definitely have some songs that were a part of a soundtrack for a movie that maybe it's supposed to take place during the '80s. Right. Agreed. So I know we're running a little long. Do you want to? You want to talk a little bit video games, and then we'll yeah, talk about. If you want, you want to just you want to just quickly talk about game of the year for you and game of the year for me. Yeah, why don't, why don't you start with your game of the year? Bloodborne. Bloodborne. Wow, just like that. Bloodborne. Frustration born. Frustration born. Glutton for punishment. My wife. <laughs> I can't tell which direction I'm in. I see her. I'm trying to point at her. My wife. Uh, yeah, no. Bloodborne. Glutton for punishment. You know, I remember the day I, I played that game and I told you and you were like, you're crazy. You're out of your mind. And then you saw me play it and you saw me get pissed off and you are like, yeah, I don't see you playing this for much longer. Nine months later. <laughs> fast, fast forward nine months. I'm finished with the game. I streamed beating the the final boss. Solid ending. Started uh, a game a game plus, which makes it even harder than the first time. And you know I'm already I'm in gaming age at this point, and the DLC gets announced, and I get the opportunity to review it. It's just crazy. I I would have never thought that a game like that that I've been playing since the first incarnation, which was Demon Souls, you know, I couldn't get through any of those Right, games. you weren't as big a fan of, the, of that kind of genre, really. Well, I appreciated them, and I wanted to like them, and I just wished that there was an easy mode, right. you know, and it just didn't exist, and, you know, they got put on the back burner, and that game was a gateway drug. It literally, <laughs> I, I wrote that in my, uh, in my review for old, The Old Hunters, which is the DLC, and it was just... This gave me this newfound confidence, and in a in a way, Bloodborne is somewhat more difficult than the other the other style of games because you don't have defense. You're constantly on the offensive. 
you have a dodge. You don't ever get a shield. You get a shield and it does nothing. So it's literally dodging and timing and dodging and timing. And to see me get so far and make so much progress. And I played the game by myself. It wasn't until the DLC that I was like taking the chance and playing with people online. And that was really like why the game is my game of the year. Because there was so much variety. There were so many hours put into that game. Hours. Like 90 plus hours <laughs> in that game. And it was a sense of accomplishment. You know, it was just, I did this. I did this by myself, you know. So I hope that Dark Souls 3 uh, does something similar for me because the director is doing that and they said that the pacing and the styling is very close to more Bloodborne than Dark Souls in general. So we'll see. We got that in May. So... And you're supposed to review that title, I assume? As of right now. Right. So right. so long as uh, my things, name doesn't disappear from the list. Things, things sometimes change beyond our right. control. Right. We'll leave it at that. So, yeah. You know, what about you? Uh, I had a, a tough internal struggle between... Sure? Is, is, it a, is it a Wii U title? No, it's not Splatoon, which I don't know how it ended up being the number one game. I do not endorse Splatoon being on my top 15, let alone top one. Was Splatoon top, on, top 100. Was Splatoon in your top 15? It wasn't in my top 1,000. Okay. so and I, I, and, I, and I reviewed it for Gaming Age. I still don't know how it was ended up being number one if our tallies don't... It wasn't even in 15 of ours then, each. I don't know. Well, that's shenanigans. That's neither here nor there. Uh, there is a Wii U title in my top three, which was Mar- Super Mario Maker, right. which I had a blast with. Still think it's a great game. But I, I was primarily tossed up between Axiom Verge and uh, Arkham Knight uh, because Axiom Verge had a complete package made by one guy. We talked about it on the show before. Uh, Metroidvania style. Unbelievable score. I, I had a blast with it, but I had to go with Batman. I had to go with Arkham Knight, closing out Rocksteady's uh, trilogy. A lot of people gave it shit for the Batmobile. I think it was it's it's awesome driving around the Batmobile. You you you're fucking Batman. You you are Batman. You're driving around. No, you 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 Batman. <laughs> you are you, you're Batman. Batman. You driving around a Batmobile. <laughs> you're flying out of the car. You're attacking people. They uh, the season pass. Uh, Probably still wasn't worth the $40 that they came out. Not not at all. Not at all. The last, very last thing that they came out called the Season of Infamy, which adds more challenge, more villains into the original open world. That's absolutely worth it. But that that alone. That alone. And the costumes. And some of the skins and stuff like that. And I had a blast with it. It's got to be one of my favorite games of the past probably two years. Nice. And I hundred percented, you know, I got all the riddles, took everyone down, did the Nightfall protocol, completed all the DLC. It, I, I'm sad that Rocksteady more than likely won't be doing another Batman title, you know, unless it's a secret that they're keeping. But uh, right. definitely one of my favorite games of last year. Uh, you know, you the season, runner up. The season pass being forty dollars, just real quickly. Uh, you thought it was really bad until EA announced that Battlefront season pass is fifty dollars. <laughs> I mean, you if you want to get like brutal and talk about like worst, let's give number one the worst season pass of the year, 
2015, Dead or Alive. They made a season pass for that. It's like almost two hundred dollars. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> it's like ridiculous. Ooh, I, if I threw a realistic number out there, I'd say about ninety bucks. Oh, not even, not even kidding. That's why I have no knowledge of it. And you know what it is? It's like costumes. It's like it's not even big bouncing it, boobies. Tades, tades. <laughs> yeah, Stan. Stan had mentioned it. I knew that it was it, it was out there, and I knew that it was pricey. I didn't realize it was like a hundred bucks. Oh, I'm sure he has it pre-ordered for his Oculus. <laughs> right. <laughs> no comment. Uh, five hours. <laughs> yeah, maybe he may. He probably does. He loves that Oculus. But even like I've been playing more Battlefront with some friends and uh, Mike, who was on the show when we had some some guests on the show. He had picked it up and he was talking about it and how he was going to get the pass. And I'm like, there's been nothing announced for this pass yet. Don't make the same mistake as everyone did for Arkham, thinking it was going to be a crazy amount of content. It was going to be worth the value where even if you probably would have bought most of the content that you wanted for Arkham, it wasn't going to equal out to $40. Right. EA has yet to announce what any of these expansions will include. Uh, unless they include like a story mode and a lot of other character skins and maps, it is not worth another $50. Agreed. That's that's really all I have to add with that. So do you have a runner-up? We might oh. as well just throw a runner-up well, and then we'll I, I close said, the Axiom, show. Axiom Verge is up there. Uh, I, I've said to you uh, on uh, on a couple other occasions, I didn't play Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, at all in 2015. So I started it this year. So I'm probably about eight, to, maybe eight hours or so. I was going to say eight to ten, but probably more more around eight hours into the game, and I'm absolutely loving it. So I'm assuming that at some point. Uh, that would probably fall on my top maybe three or four also, maybe even runner-up, but I don't think it would be Batman. Fair enough. What about you? Dying Light. Which yeah. is also getting an expansion Yeah, next, next month, right? In February. Yeah, but hopefully I'm reviewing that as well. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. iPod mini. That's iPod mini the... for girls. <laughs> you get that pink one. <laughs> I thought that that was that was the biggest redeeming factor for Techland, you know, coming out with uh, Dead Island, Dead Island Two, both having great concepts, great ideas, enormous technical flaws that really made the game suffer. But I tanked through both of them, you know, and I enjoyed them for what they were. But like Dying Light, really just took it to another level adding the parkour, which made it work even more. Controls were so obscure when I first played, but then, like, two hours later, not even handling it, like, with ease. You know, jumping from buildings, and you're building up these these levels where you can roll and do all this crazy stuff, and then building your weapons, and the world is huge, and uh, the only game that gave me, like, cheap scares, like, in a good way. Like, literally, the whole idea of the game is when the evening comes, there's certain zombies that are extremely difficult to deal to deal with. When you first start the game, you don't even want to fight them. Like, you're pretty much running away from them. So, like, the idea is you want to rest during the evening, and you do your stuff during the day. But if you get caught out there, you got to try to find a place, and it's intense. You know, like, you have this button when you're running that you can have the character, like, turn and look behind, and you just have these guys just chasing you, and they're, like, so fast. It's ridiculous. 
So yeah, like there was so much to it, and I'm looking forward to popping it back in, getting refreshed with the controls, and get this new expansion that's going to add vehicles. That's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask yeah. what the, that includes. Yeah, you can drive vehicles now, but it, the the map is an entirely new map, and they said that the map is bigger than the map of the entire first game, the the main game. And if you have the season pass, it's free. This was never even included. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Pass. I was going to say the season pass is probably something they thought would be done already at this point, right? Right. It's, it, it was allegedly done already. It was already. It was originally twenty bucks, and they bumped it up to thirty, which is still a steal, because with that content, you know. And then they're also supposedly tweaking and making the controllers a little tighter, which I don't really think needed. But I'm. Oh, it's I'm pretty cool it. that they did this. And there's uh, they're selling this still, but rather than just make a whole new game, they're allowing people that owned it already to get this expansion and you know make a huge new map and you know more developers should should do this and build off the existing game rather than try to sell you something brand new. Agreed. And they're they're great with their community with the fans. They've been interactive for the entire year. Their you know their campaign didn't end at launch like most developers do. They continuously were doing challenges inviting people to contribute to the game and win contests and it's huge so yeah kudos to them and yeah it's easily my uh, my runner-up rise of the tomb raider falls in the realm of star wars end of the year finished it need more time to it was great it was an amazing Which amazing is, experience there's supposed to be season pass for that also but like i said i have a bad taste in my mouth uh, when it came to season pass to Batman, so I'm kind of waiting on seeing what exactly is in the season pass because the season pass price never changes anyway. Right. So if you see the content and you see it's worth it, and you're gonna get all the content anyway. Then you could buy the season pass. Right. Why jump to buying it unless it's including some sort of exclusive? Agreed. Uh, yeah. I did would you, say did that's you, it on my end. Did you, this is completely unrelated, but still in video games. Did you see the leaked screenshots of the Ninja Turtle game? Awesome. Looks just like Transformers Devastation, yep. which was a top five game of mine of last year, and uh, pretty, looks like it could be pretty pretty cool. Probably better than the movie that's supposed to come out this year as well. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get crying. We'll see how bad he is. But what's interesting is that the like achievement list and everything leaked already, which makes you think that the game is gonna come out very soon, maybe even next month. Yeah, I think that they're doing it on purpose. It could be but... a di- it could be a digital only title. It could be, but I don't think they're going to do that. Okay. We'll see. I mean, Transformers kind of slipped by, but it wasn't that close. Right. Like, the E3, they announced it, and it came out in October, right? Right. They got uh, less than four months, but the achievements weren't out that quickly for it. I think they could possibly announce something at PAX if it's not out by then. When's PAX? Uh, Well, PAX... Actually, PAX South, I think, is soon. But PAX East, I was thinking March. Well, I um, think it'll be announced before, way before then. Yeah, so we'll see. Time will tell. It looks all awesome, right. though. So intrigued to see. Yes, but thank I, you all for uh, taking an hour or so or more. More of of, <laughs> of our. Of, if you've made it to this point, you haven't stopped from being annoyed. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> we uh, we apologize for the absence. I don't. We will, <laughs> I apologize for the absence. I apologize for Pop. And I hope that we can find, you know, make some more time to do this on the regular and get, you know, 
our regular viewers back and our listeners and looking forward to all these movies that are coming out and kick ass and chew bubble gum and eat some soup because my soup's getting cold. And I'm all out of bubble gum. R.I.P. Roddy Piper. All right. You got anything else? <laughs> no, uh, uh, pretty much most of what you said I agree with. Uh, and uh, share the show. If you enjoy the show, you know, maybe tweet it, send it to some friends and build up some steam. Maybe we'll have some more drive and determination to do some more episodes. This is a slow time of year generally when it comes to movies and video games. But, uh, you know, maybe we could build up some steam and get some stuff to talk about that can build some shows around that specifically, specific topics and do more topical-based shows and not follow a strict format of picks and this and that since uh, this kind of flowed more like a regular conversation than anything else. Benny is eating or licking the microphone. Um, that's, I, that's all I have, really. Go Broncos. AFC uh, Championship game this weekend. Meh. Fuck Tom Brady, little bitch. Caveman Gronkowski. We gotta throw it in there a little bit. Right? Yeah, that's it. That's all I have. Alright, thanks for listening, ladies and germs. So long.